And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hey folks, welcome into On to Waveland. It's the Cubs podcast here at The Athletic. I am Brett Taylor, joined by Sahadev Sharma and Patrick Mooney, here to talk Cubs on the eve of, I don't know, the biggest series, the biggest like late season Cubs series since uh, 2019, probably, sometime in September as things were just. Oh, I noticed you didn't specify uh, boom, boom. the series. <laughs> well, that's the thing, a friend of I know. Friendy friend of mine, Tommy, uh, reminded me this morning uh, of the Cardinals four gamer in September of 2019. And it's not that I didn't, you know, and sorry to listeners upon whom I'm inflicting this same psychic pain. But like, it's not like I had totally forgotten about that series. But when I think about 2019, I think about how disappointing it was. I don't put that anywhere specific. It's just sort of a you know, ah, you know, I think I remember the season as a whole being worse than it was because that protects me against thinking about Craig Kimbrell turning around and watching back-to-back homers fly out of the ballpark and with it, the Cubs season flushing down the tubes because that was, I I was out to dinner with my wife for that game and we were waiting for our table. We were at the bar waiting for a table and I was watching that game and I watched those homers go out right before we were supposed to sit down for a nice dinner. And boy, <laughs> I probably chewed my food so hard and said like four words for that, that whole dinner. Anyway, let's hope this week goes uh, differently. It's still not quite as late in the, you know, this is not, well, let's talk, let's start here actually. And then we'll get back to the Pirates series and some of the great performances from that. Cubs have three games here against the Brewers, but it's not their only games left against the Brewers. And it's, uh, you know, still a month plus left in the season. If the worst were to happen and the Cubs were to get swept here by the Brewers and they'd fall seven games out as the calendar flips to September, how how burnt is that toast? You know, how much are you like, okay, the division is over. It's it's wild card time. Yeah, I mean, I'd say you just focus on the wild card, and if weird things happen, weird things happen. You just focus, uh, the team needs to focus on wins at that point, right? Getting into the postseason. I honestly think, unless you're getting one of the top two spots, I'm not sure there's a ton of value outside of pride in in winning that the uh, third division spot. Yes, you get the three home games. You get the three home and, games. Uh, I mean, like, I wonder how much, like, does that completely swing a series? It may, may, like, it, like slightly, right? Percentage points, if even barely percentage points, I think it, it, it matters. It, the thing is, 
it probably you have to talk about it this way because it's percentage points. It probably swings about five out of a hundred series. It pro- you know it makes the difference in about five percent of series. Yeah. It, it would make the difference. So I mean, it so. matters. I just don't think it's like this this life or death thing as far as uh, you know the the postseason goes. You you get in and and you line up. You hope you can line up your best pitchers to to go in those games and and you take your shot. I. I wouldn't. I don't think Cubs fans should be uh, terrified about playing uh, three games in the postseason at American Family uh, Field or whatever it's called now. Those are home <laughs> games, baby. Come on, Wrigley North, right? Uh, but yeah, no. I you don't want to get swept at any point. It like during this stretch, right? Like my my whole thing was I was looking at the schedule and I was like, say they lose. Uh, the both Brewer series and the Atlanta series and then win every other series. Do you take that? Do you take that's around like 87, 88 wins? You take that, right? Like that's that's good enough. And I mean, in some form, if you can get to 87, 88 wins, I think that's that's the ultimate. That's what you're looking to do. Uh, obviously, winning the division would be great. Great statement. Uh, like home games, uh, Wrigley uh, playoff home games would be great. All that stuff is important. I just don't, I don't think it's the end of the world. Uh, but I think you want to avoid that worst case scenario more than for more than anything, just because you don't want to get swept. You don't want to lose a ton of games right now. I, mean, I would love to see three playoff games in Milwaukee, just because crazy stuff always happens in that stadium. Like that would be just three absolutely bonkers games i mean just those random games in like july or june you're constantly like rewriting your stories like you know whether it was talkman this year the hap uh outfield's assists throwing home like just oh crazy stuff happens there so it'll be good tv Speaking of Kimbrel, remember the remember the faces Theo and Jed made where they like after Kimbrel oh, gave up the home run. Hey, to I can't remember the who image was, that goes like that. Set, those yeah, sad faces right, after he right. blew a save in By Milwaukee. The, way, <laughs> the image, the image that goes around. That was my. Is screenshot. that your screenshot? I, I got that. That was me. That was me. Sorry, Theo and Jed, but that was me. No, I think you know. I think it's. I don't think either team is probably going to sweep this series. Uh, if you look at kind of the margins, but uh, to this point, it's been proven once again that you know hoping for the Brewers to fade is just not a strategy. Like they they figure it out, and I don't know. Maybe the best piece of news for Cubs fans this weekend was I believe the Brewers owner came out and said, "Yeah, we're not talking about an extension with Craig Council. We've agreed to table that uh, for a while." and the offseason maybe some of that is just council's own you know personal stuff of like how how much this job has worn him down or maybe he's also just going to go full joe madden of being like you know i've done this for as long as i can in the small market team and i want to get paid and i think craig council leaving milwaukee uh would be a you know a great thing for the cubs yeah i hate it's uh consider it the the highest compliment you could give to Craig Council that I do think quite often about him leaving Milwaukee at the end of this year. I saw it was a Tom Verducci article I think that Council has was it is it like the best one run record in baseball history which if it if it were a smaller sample you'd be like 
well, that's just, you know, that's going to happen somewhere and he's had really good bullpens and whatever. But like, it's a not at all insubstantial number of games. And it makes you think that, yeah, he's had the players to do it, but clearly, clearly there is something there both for him and organizationally with the Brewers that they it's not even just that day's game. It's like they, there's something that plays out over the course of a season that they know how to get those close wins. They, they just do. And that, that does create extra annoyance. If you are like Mooney said, a Cubs fan who'd been rooting for them to fade. And maybe you were looking at this stretch where they were going to play four, they were going to play three division leaders in a row. And then the Padres and, and surely, I mean, the Padres are talented. They, they of course will play up a little bit and, the Brewers got swept by the Dodgers to kick off that stretch. And it's like, oh yeah, Cubs are coming now, baby. You're these frauds in Milwaukee are finally going to get exposed. Nope. They immediately swept the next three uh, series. And I, I don't even know how competitive a lot of those games were against the Rangers twins and Padres. So the Cubs will have to do it themselves. They can't do it all this week. Um, I think fans need to be perfectly happy and content with a series win this week. That would be great. You know, you'd still be three games out in the division, but um, like it kind of like Sahadev said, wins right now are more important than the story we tell about the division. You know, maybe it gets there and at the end of September, it's like, cool. They were able to do it and win the division. You get to fly an extra flag. That's fun. But right now it's still just stay competitive, keep, keep in the wild card race at least and and win the games and that's what the cubs can't afford so that even if they were to get swept i think you you still you're you're still just focused on getting wins if they lose the series to one which is of course eminently possible well you know just just turn the page and get the wins Uh, i'm saying that now in advance because i know (laughs) you guys know me i will be apoplectic uh you know the outcome that, that's always because you talk about games in the abstract in advance it's like well if they they lose two of three you don't imagine what those two losses will look like <laughs> the shape of them invariably one of them will piss you off to your core uh because that's how baseball is do, do you guys want to talk about the the pirate series and uh how at least coming into this Brewers series. Now set aside what the Brewers have done in advance of this. The Cubs very much did what they needed to do over this stretch of the schedule, you know, going all the way back to even the trade deadline. So the Cubs have lost just one series of their last 12. One, they've lost one of their last 12 series. That's crazy. That's excellent. That's outstanding. And that one series, of course, was that series in New York at the tail end of, I think, 19 games in 19 days. They retired. It happens. But other than that, they they have uh, not lost uh, a series. And then during this stretch, they took two or three from the Royals, two or three from the Tigers, and three or four from the Pirates. You'll take that every time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can pick apart a couple of the losses here and there, but I think, uh, you know, what we don't do is sometimes pick apart the wins here and there, right? Uh, Right. Because they definitely squeaked some out and and had some things go their way at times as well. Uh, I think a couple things stand out to me over the past couple days. Uh, I don't care who's on the mound. I I think it's important to see the, the offense get rolling again. There was a little bit of a lull to the point where I was starting to wonder, you just... 
the, with the history of the Cubs, I know it's a completely different roster, but there's just still always in the back of your mind, like, are these like blip like these when they start showing that the offense is really strong and really good? Are these just blips and they'll go back to um, long stretches of poor performance on offense? So it's good to see the offense step back up. Most importantly, I think it's good to see other guys have their moment, right? Say Suzuki's hot right now. Uh, Ian Happ starting to pick it back up after being pretty rough for a while. Dansby struggling. That's okay because others are stepping up. Cody Bellinger remains hot. I think that's he's putting the, together the type of season you see very rarely, an MVP-type season. Uh, if this is him going forward, obviously we'll, we'll be talking a lot about it in the winter uh, and the need to re-sign him. I think that th- those types of things, that the offense is not – like a lull is a week, if that, right? And and they still are able to scratch out runs and wins when, when that happens – uh, and then, of course, I mean, Assad and Wicks, uh, it, like it, it's it's just amazing how the pitching development has kind of turned around over the past few years. We're seeing the results. Uh, Justin Steele, Javier Assad, Edward Alzali, and then Jordan Wicks goes out there. This I mean, like, I'm not sure if either of you guys saw uh David Ross in the post game. I, I watched the marquee. I've uh, like that game was on Fox, right? And I wanted to see because I know how much Ross. Saturday, yeah, I know how much Ross loves uh, like bulldog pitchers that are unflappable. So I wanted to see his post game session, and he just had like this beaming smile and asked about Wicks because he loves this. He loves guys. Oh, oh, his stuff plus isn't great. You're you're gonna show me metrics that say he's not not that good. I don't give a shit. He can pitch and he can get outs and he's not gonna be overwhelmed by the moment. That's David Ross's thinking right there. He loves Justin Steele. He loves Jordan Wicks. He loves these guys that may not like certain metrics may say, oh, but watch out. Like what? Where's the where's this pitch? How's he gonna get away with this? Like the metrics don't love him. Okay, he gets results and the fact that. It was such a bad start for those first three batters, and then he goes out, does what he did. Like I don't know if if he'll ever leave the major league roster because uh, Ross has to love him so much. Just the fact, like that's. I mean, so many of these guys have amazing stuff, and then their walk rates are like twelve, thirteen, fourteen percent. Right? This is what this is what the Cubs need more of guys that just go out there, attack the zone and get the job done and are super confident on the mound. I don't think Jordan Wicks is going to have those types of dominant performances over and over again. Great matchup. Uh, Pirates can't hit lefties. Uh, Good, good point to get him kind of into the rotation. But overall, I just think like that's the type of, of start you want to see from a rookie, a manager just loves and embraces and, and can't get enough. Yeah, I'd imagine that David Ross was pounding the table pretty strongly for Jordan Wicks, even as he was giving public votes of confidence to Drew Smiley. And I think that's what a first-round pick is supposed to do. Um, I've been, I mean, even go back to last year, extremely impressed with Javier Assad. I mean, this is someone who pulled off the rarest of feats, not getting any hype as a Cubs prospect. And to see him manage a lineup, um, kind of navigate the game, uh, bounce back and forth between roles has just been just super impressive. And that's why, you know, I think the Cubs are not going to, like, 
get swept and lose by the Brewers and lose three out of four in Cincinnati, I also think, you know, they don't quite have that ace who's going to, like, throw eight innings every time. And the lineup, besides Bellinger, isn't quite all the way there. And that's why they're going to be in lots of these, like, tough games. Like, you know, I think what Jed Hoyer said a couple weeks ago is true. Like, when they're playing well, they can beat anybody. And when they're not playing well, they can get beat by anybody. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. I try not to extrapolate too much from any one performance or two performances or, or what have you, but I it was really hard to watch Wicks and Assad this weekend and not instantly make it about the bigger story about the, the changes the Cubs have made to drafting and development over the last three or four years, particularly on the pitching side, that what you would see if you had been successful in that endeavor among other things, you would see that your early round picks on whom you invested a lot and who are supposed to be really good show up and are really good. And then also you would see unheralded guys who had been around for a while, kind of improving at the margins for a while, but never quite having that look of a surefire big leaguer breaking out out of nowhere as Assad did last year and becoming big league contributors. Like those are the things that you would see. And I wouldn't say that this weekend was like the final stamp and proof that, okay, the Cubs are going to enter an era now where guys are just going to be showing up. You know, the, the big swings like Cade Horton, he's going to be a guy and the surprising guys, you know, like an Assad, they're going to keep showing up and contributing. And uh, we can't say that for sure, but, what we've seen so far that this is what it would look like. And so uh, that left me really happy this weekend about the bigger picture. You know, the, the wins are great. The performances, the projection down the stretch to, to maybe stabilize this rotation, all good. But the organizations that are successful year in and year out, they just kind of keep repopulating their ranks. And, you know, if you aren't going to be drafting in the top 10 every year 
and if your international pool is always the smallest in the league because of your market, then you're going to have to do both of these things. You know, you're going to have to get these kinds of contributions from different types of players. And that kind of does look like the direction the Cubs are going in. And it makes me feel all the more excited about 24 and 25 and 26. And maybe this time, you know, because the last era ended famously because uh, the Cubs couldn't develop pitching. I mean, there were there are a million reasons why it, it ended. But like if you had to pick one, that was it because then they had to divert certain resources in a different way. They couldn't backfill when guys were hurt. But if they want to not repeat that same sort of boom bust cycle, this again, this is what it would look like. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, you touched on it right there, but the best organizations do this, right? Look at all the injuries the Dodgers have suffered and and they're running away with a tough division. Uh, Look at all the injuries Tampa Bay has suffered. Uh, They're competing and fighting for the top of the toughest division in baseball. Uh, Look at the Yankees as a contrast, right? Uh, Radon gets hurt. Severino is struggling. Where are the arms? We were like they traded away guys like Wisniewski and Waldachuk, their top arms, right? They don't have that, uh, that you know, the catter of uh, is that how it's pronounced? Cadre, cadre. How how's that word pronounced? Cadre. Yeah. <laughs> At first, I thought you were I thought you were talking about a player, and I was gonna be like, oh shit, I can't answer that. I don't know. <laughs> suddenly hit me. It's like I'm not sure if I've ever said this word out loud. Uh, that's that's the podcaster's curse, by the way. As someone who's a reader and a writer, you you have a, a reservoir of a million words in your head, and then you're like, oh shit, I've never said that word out loud before. Uh, anyways, they don't have a bunch of pitching prospects that just come up and and fill fill the holds, and the Cubs haven't. I mean, they just haven't for years, and this is changing the trajectory of of their like their future, right? Like, if this is real, if there is more of this, if if they can make moves with guys, if they can feel comfortable trading some of these guys and keeping some of them, and and they constantly have reserves at AAA, I mean, that's how you build a perennial contender. That was, like you said, that's the difference. That's what they were missing. They didn't have that, and now they can suffer injuries. They don't have to go trade for Cole Hamels, or and if they do, they don't have to pick up a $25 million option or whatever it was, Right there's just so much more that you can do now when you have this type of depth and when you and and I would I would focus on the player development right because I know it's drafting that got changed as well but Justin Steele was drafted by by this group right uh Albert Alzali was signed by by the previous regime um I mean so many of these guys just look uh, a lot of them were picked up uh, by the previous group, right? And and I think that that the fact that they just completely revamped player development and focused on a new age uh, philosophy that that seems to be pretty damn effective has completely changed this organization and really helped things out. It took a while, maybe not a while, but I mean, it it I think it took a while for all of us to really believe, right? You want to see them come up and produce and and. Uh, they're gonna like was Assad dominant the moment he stepped on the mound? No, there were there were speed bumps along the way. Uh, it took him a little while to get right. Even after the WBC, it was like, ooh, was that just a flash in the pan early on in the season? I mean, this is you love to see stories like this where guys 
figure it out on the mound as they yeah, go. Yeah, I think I would give the Cubs a little more credit if they hadn't taken so many victory laps when they were losing like 90 games about how they figured the pitching stuff out. And so I think they, I think they have enough to get through September. I think it's certainly encouraging. But we all know what the page, the nature of pitching is, right? Like, I mean, we were all raving about Hayden Wisniewski, and then he's fallen off the radar. The Keegan Thompson's back all of a sudden. He has one good outing, and everyone's going crazy on Twitter X. It's like, let's see what they got. I mean, I think Jordan Wicks uh, is certainly – Encouraging because it's everything that we heard about him coming out of Kansas State. Um, you know, Alzali, Steele are great stories. They've also been in this organization for like 10 or 11 years. So you know, they should be, you know, pretty good now, or <laughs> you shouldn't be worried about workloads now. Like, this is their absolute uh, moment. And I think some of it too is just. Being on the same page more, I think that was an issue that we've known about and talked about and written about <clears throat> of having these different silos, majors and minors, um, you know, kind of player procurement and player development. Uh, and that it is a good sign if they are kind of working with a better sense of synergy. But, I mean, I would say if you if you're talking about, like, game planning at the major leagues and the Cubs kind of ringing more out of their staff. I mean, that goes back to like when Dale Swaim showed up and I, and I still think there's a lot of that kind of part of the DNA here that they, they do a good job of prepping for each game uh, and each series and trying to highlight strengths and weaknesses. It's just that you can take it to a whole nother level. Like you guys are saying, if you can develop some of those pitchers from, from within and not constantly have to, go external to find some of these solutions. Yeah, because the what we've seen from the bullpen the last decade is sort of the proof in the pudding of what you're talking about, Mooney, that the run prevention infrastructure that d- d- definitely got to start building up a long time ago, Mike Borzello and and those guys. Who I think Swain brought Borzello in, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's right. And I think that um, it's interesting that we're having this conversation against the backdrop of how we opened it, which is the Cubs have this series against the Brewers, an organization that I think is not known. They don't really get the talk about being one of these pitching selection and development organizations that, that the Guardians and the Rays and the Dodgers and the Astros do. And yet, it seems like they they are unearthing, certainly relievers, just constantly. Take a look <laughs> in their bullpen. And there's names... <laughs> You're like, wait, wait, who, what? Hobie, yeah. what? But And here's one Here's one I'm going to leave you guys with is, do you remember Trevor Meagill? Remember <laughs> yes. big, huge, giant right? yesterday, yeah. The, the Cubs knew that yeah. the talent was there. Like, they, they were right all along, um, but they couldn't get, it's so, and it's so funny how he's doing it now because, you know, my memory of him is he'd go through these stretches where he was incredible, incredible. He was locating the fastball at the top of the zone, getting the slider down, and just blown guys away but he always had trouble he would he would uh both of those pitches would end up merging around the belt you know he'd have appearances where he couldn't get the fastball up and couldn't get the slider down and he'd give up dongs just left and right uh and he went off to the twins and then he's now joined the brewers and for those who don't know i mean he's he's now throwing even harder than ever he's locating his fastball at the top of the zone constantly and he now ditched the slider because they got him to to transform his 
uh, curveball into this like super hard curveball. And he's a stud now. He's an absolute stud. And so be forewarned, by the way, Cubs fans, this week when you see him come into a game and you're like, ah, I remember this guy. They're going to tee off on this guy. And then when he blows away three Cubs hitters, just remember that that is, you know, other other organizations are good at this stuff, too. And uh, the the Brewers have been good at uh, doing this. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't sure if you were done there, but I, I was thinking the same thing watching that, like, you you can see the talent you knew it like they're they're able to identify these guys sometimes you're just not able to tease it all out or you don't have the time or injuries catch up or or it's just like a 40 man crunch whatever it may be don't have the opportunities to really get these guys right or maybe the brewers just nailed it like you know what we're ditching this slider we like the curveball more with this guy here throw it like this and and it worked perfectly right and hobie milner just i was looking i was like who where where did he come from i was curious and and he's like 32 and he's had like a 5 era with every other stop like with some decent organizations too and i'm like this is i think he was in tampa bay for a little bit if i'm if i'm remembering correctly so it's i mean this is it's insane how they build their build their the good news is abner uribe another guy that throws like 10 yeah something 100 yeah the the good news is other fans of teams are looking at Julian Merriweather coming in and they're like, who is this guy? And they look up his history and they're like, what the, how in the world are they getting this guy yeah, to do this? Yeah. It, I mean, it happens across the game. I, I was just reading Ken Rosenthal this morning. Seattle is similar with their bullpen, the way they constructed it. Like, I, I think it's a, for me, it's just a reminder, like, a be patient with these guys, right? Like don't don't jump off the bandwagon because of a bad month of Michael Fulmer. If the guy has stuff and the team and a smart team likes him, like just just be a little patient. And also, like just remember when you're screaming for them to spend millions and millions on on a closer, like these are smart teams. Like every once in a while, yes, go go out and get the guy that you absolutely need if if you're in that window and and it and it makes sense and you have other positions filled but i just think like it's it, it was just a reminder uh like seeing all how most of these good bullpens are built it's not just unloading you know a dump truck of money to the closer and then and then building backwards from that it's it's having a good infrastructure and i think the cubs repeatedly have proven that if if anything we can give them we can give them credit for that over the years with their with their bullpen management and kind of unearthing quality arms over the years. Uh, the Brewers are just, I mean, they, they blow me away with how they just do it over and over again. Um, credit to the organization and credit for council of knowing how to use these guys. Just as well. a final thought. We barely mentioned David Ross throughout this whole podcast and that he probably deserves at least a partial share of credit here. He must know something about something uh in terms of how to run these things how to keep players engaged and fresh uh over the long haul yeah i think uh, when the manager's not getting discussed a lot that's usually a good sign i guess it's one of those one of those things yes i think um you putting guys in the right place to succeed will always be the my fallback when it comes to managers and i think that for as much criticism as david ross receives on a super micro level pretty hard to argue that he hasn't set up a lot of guys for success on this team and uh maybe he can outmaneuver craig council a couple times this week uh and someday brewers fans will be saying oh thank god david ross's contract is up uh but that's us right now on the other side with craig council and the brewers who are coming to wrigley field for three this week battle a top ish the nl central 
And we will be back at you after that series plays out. This is On to Waveland. It's the Cubs podcast here at The Athletic. I'm Brett Taylor. You can get my stuff at Bleacher Nation. That is Sahadev Sharma and Patrick Mooney. Get theirs at The Athletic. We appreciate you listening as always. Maybe give us one of those little review jobs or uh, some stars or what have you. That would be that would be swell. We'd appreciate that. You take care. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.